Well, welcome back to the Blazer Victory Podcast again. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And guys, fall camp starts tomorrow morning. Hopefully, you're listening to this you know, on your feed Monday morning, the second, getting ready for tomorrow for when UAB football fall camp starts. And we just wanted to get this out to you guys. And, you know, this is going to be a very quick episode, not as long as our normal episodes. Don't worry. But we just want to ask, just go over basically five questions that we have, you know, for UAB football heading into fall camp. But, Steve, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready for this thing to start. I'm, I'm one of those guys that have, have always really enjoyed fall camp. And it's yes. um, it's just fun to just sort of see how – pieces to the puzzle fit and, and you know, and, and injuries and just different things. So um, I'm really looking forward to getting this thing started and watching what happens. Definitely. And, you know, the start of fall camp means, hey, we're about a little, well, about a month away from that opening uh, kickoff game down in Montgomery against Jacksonville State. So just definitely means, you know, hey, things are getting real. We're about to start some football, guys. So definitely excited to talk some ball with everybody. Um, but let's go ahead and get into those five questions that we came up with, Steve. Uh, the first question that we really want um, kind of to see is, you know, who is going to step up and be the guy, the number one wide receiver for UAB this year? You know, we, we kind of hit on in our offensive preview, which, by the way, guys, definitely go back and listen to our last two episodes, our offensive preview and defensive special teams preview uh, after this. But, you know, all signs really kind of allude to uh, Shropshire being that number one guy, you know, with the hell of a game he had in the Conference USA Championship game against Marshall. But there's some other dudes out there, you know, that if, you know, that might could take that next step. But I kind of do see all signs, you know, at least heading into fall camp with Shropshire being that number one. But there's some dudes there that, you know, might can push him for that spot. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There, there are guys I think could push him. I really, though, um, I think that he needs to be the guy. I mean, he's a guy that's, uh, you know, he's really your most proven guy going in, and uh, he, you know, he needs to take that step that that he took in the championship game, and he needs to, uh, you know, build off of that. So, you know, I think that if he is that number one guy, if he is your go-to guy, then that that just makes it. Um, I think this offense is going to be really good. And now, and now, the great thing is. There are the pieces around him, and there is a couple right. pieces that we haven't seen, uh, you know, with with uh, Tawan Palmer and and um, T.J. Jones p- particularly, and and really we haven't really seen Ryan Davis. You know, we've seen we've seen glimpses of him, um, but you know, I think that Shropshire um, is is talented enough, and you know, I mean, I, I went back uh, and listened to our our podcast from after the championship game, and it really. I kind of forgot about this. Um, it was something we talked about during that was every catch he made was big time in that game. I mean, it wasn't, there was nothing it easy. Was. He, he didn't have a little, you know, little three yard out or, you know, five yard out that, that, you know, I mean, every catch was big time catching. And just to see that the, his ability in that game, you know, on a cold night on a night that, that, um, you know, they didn't have Austin Watkins and, and, you know, they did things to take Myron Mitchell away and he was a little banged up too. So right. that, you know, that just shows you right there that he has the ability to, to be the number one guy. So let's, um, you know, that's going to be big if he can. Definitely, definitely. And I, you know, I really, uh, 
I really like Shropshire, and like you said, you know, going back and looking at that Marshall game, I actually got the <laughs> chance to go back and rewatch that game for basically like the tenth or fifteenth time. I, yeah. I can't keep up. Yeah. But I'll... that last touchdown that he caught to seal the deal, right before he caught that, you could see, you know, Coach Clark's reaction on the sideline. Oh, yeah. Like he knew it. He knew it that he was going to catch yeah. that and go in. <laughs> that was that was my favorite part of the play because because it's such a it's such a great adjustment and. And and there's no way in the world that I could see him making that catch. And Coach Clark saw it all along. Now he had a little better vantage point of it, but you know, just the way just the way that he um, adjusted to that, and and it, yeah, that was that was big time. But uh, but you know, I mean, back to the question a little bit. I, mean, I, I think the one thing that helps is is even though you, you know you need one guy to step up, kind of be the go-to guy. I think that's always important. Um, I think what's going to help him and and just the whole. Uh, really the whole um, group is the fact that, you know, I really think that this with the slot receiver, and we've talked about this in our preview, but mm-hmm. with, with what you can do with a slot receiver, um, you know, I think that's really going to help everybody, you know, because I think that that's going to be a weapon, uh, you know, going into it. I think that's going to be a weapon that's just, it has so many, different layers to it and guys that can come in and do different things like we talked about in the offensive preview. So I think that's going to help somebody step up on the, on, you know, on the outside to be maybe the go-to guy. Shropshire, you know, is obviously the number one candidate. But, I mean, when you can do different things and put so much pressure from the slot position, which I think they have capability of doing, then I think right. that's going to help. that's going to help everybody. And that's another thing, Steve, that I wanted to bring up, you know, especially with that slot receiver. Um, I want to see Tyler Johnston's intermediate passing game, you know, kind of take that next step this year. Cause I feel like, you know, the last few years, you know, I mean, Tyler Johnston, a hell of a player. We've, you know, we've gotten into that plenty of times, but most of the time it almost seems like it's either, you know, chunk it deep or, chunk it, you know, for a big yardage play, I want to see him be able to kind of get that 10 to, you know, 15 yard, uh, route game you know under control with at the quarterback position and I do think that you know having the slot receiver um be used more effectively this year hopefully will be able to you know help contribute to um Johnston to be able to develop in the intermediate passing game yeah I mean I totally agree I mean I think that that's that's an area he has struggled at at times uh you know compared to the long balls certainly but uh but you know you you kind of go back and and Sort of as a as just sort of a point of reference, maybe you go back and look look what he did, uh, you know, when, with um, Andre Wilson. You know, I mean, yeah. that, you know, he was that kind of slot guy that that you know he 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 had a lot of he caught a lot of short short passes that turned into big plays because of the way he could you know run the ball afterwards. So I you know you sort of look you know that can again that's sort of a point of reference. Now now where where so Tyler's capable of doing it, I think, but. Where, what he has to do is be more consistent. You know, I mean, I think there's been plenty of times you just go back and watch some film and tape and um, plenty of times where he's, he's missed open guys, uh, you know, in the intermediate game. And, you know, I think that that's um, certainly an area that, that, you know, he needs to get better at. And I, you know, I think he will, I think that's one thing that you'll see in, in, in camp. Now I do say that um, I think that's probably the strength uh, the other two guys. I mean, I think they're intermediate. Right. You know, um, you know, they, obviously their deep deep balls aren't as, you know, as good as as Tyler. Um, not that they don't have the arm strength. They just I don't think they don't have the accuracy that Tyler has. And that you know, not many people in this conference 
have the deep ball accuracy as Tyler Johnson. I mean, no, that, that's just yeah. the way it is. But um, I think that, you know, those guys, you know, when they get in there, I think that could be a strength for them. So, you know, it's just going to be a matter of, um, you know, I think developing in camp and – well, not developing because it's developed, but, you know, kind of um, – you know, uh, excelling at, you know, just spreading the ball out and getting the ball right. out to, to the playmakers. And if that means, you know, getting the ball out of the intermediate, do it. If you got some deep shots, do it, you know, do that type of thing. Oh yeah. By all means, if you got the deep shot open, take it. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he's too good at that. That That's going to be part of the game plan, you know, from, from here on out. I mean, he's, yeah, he's too good at that to, 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 uh, to completely take that away. Now, if the defense, that's the difference. If the defense is taking it away, mm-hmm. then, then you really need to, you really need to make him pay with the, you know, with the shorter stuff. And sometimes yeah. he hasn't had the ability, you know, not, not the ability. Sometimes he struggled to do that. Right. Definitely. Well, one more question um, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm heading into fall camp is Steve, who do we think is going to be the clear number two running back behind Dwayne McBride? You know, all signs, you know, we both think that Dwayne McBride is going to be the number one guy. I mean, there's no question he is going to be the number one guy going into the season. But who's going to be that, you know, reliable guy right behind him to take some carries and take the load off of McBride? Well, that's a good question. I, I think it really needs to be Lee Witherspoon. I mean, I think Lee Witherspoon needs to, to, um, to show what, you know, to, to live to what his capability, you know, what his, his, um, his promise is, you know, I mean, I, I think that if you can, if Lee Witherspoon is, is, is the number two guy, you know, there's a home run hitter, you know, there's a guy, big play ability, right. You know, every time he touches the ball. So if he establishes himself as that number two guy, which means, you know, if, when you establish yourself as a number two guy, that doesn't just mean, you know, you do big things when you get the football in your hands. That means you got, you know, you got to be out there, you know, pass blocking. You got to be, you know, you got to be catching the ball. You got to be doing, um, you know, you got to fake. I mean, you, you know, you, you got to be a well-rounded guy. And, you know, I think that if he, if Lee Witherspoon can establish himself as that, that's huge. And, and that, that's not to say that Lucius Stanley's not going to be a big part of this because, you know, Lucius Stanley, I say this every year going into the year, every year I've said this. At some point, Lucius Stanley is going to help you win a ball game. Yes. You know, at some point, and that's what's been great about Lucius Stanley, is he's never, you know, he's never had the chance to be the full guy, the, you know, the the, the, the number one, the, the yeah. main guy. And, and but every year, you can look at the game and go, they don't win that game if Lucius Stanley doesn't do this. Right. Every year, I mean, every it's mm-hmm. happened every year, and and so. You know, he's still going to be a big part. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, and, and you know, Larry Wooden might might have a chance. And, you know, A.J. Gates we talked about. But I think it's going to be huge if if, if we're talking on, you know, uh, uh, September 30th or whatever it may be, and Lee Witherspoon has, has solidly made himself the number two guy. I think that's huge. Definitely. And going back to Stanley, I'll never forget just a couple of years ago when we played the homecoming game against North Texas at Legion Field when he had that key. Was it a third down or fourth? It was, it was a long third down conversion yeah, that he got that ended up. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. So third, third, third and seven. And he just went off tackle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and again, you, you pointed, you know, and, and, and it's a shame he hurt his knee, you know, his, his ah, first year because he had a huge game at North Texas. You know, the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think he had two, he had at least two touchdowns and, uh, you know, he was kind of getting ready to, to bust out a little bit. And then he, he, you know, had a pretty bad knee injury. Uh, but again, every year you've, you've looked at, you know, and, and sometimes it's, it's because, 
you know, Spencer was uh, struggling to get going and they'd get him in and, and he would, he would, uh, you know, have a spark there. And um, so he, and he will this year. I mean, I guarantee it's going to happen at some point. Definitely. Well, now switching over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, our third question that we have going into fall camp is, can UAB seamlessly transition to life without Jordan Smith on the edge? Steve, what are your thoughts on that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think the answer is yes. Move yes. on. No, I mean, yes. I, yeah, I think I think they can because because of all the pieces they have. Now, yes. th- will they miss Jordan Smith? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, because the one thing that, that Jordan Smith that you sort of lost sight of a little bit, in, in, you know, unless you really watched it, um, he was a great run defender. I mean, he oh, yeah. he really was. I mean, he wasn't just a guy who, who who was out in the edge and just you know getting after the passer. I mean, he really was a well-rounded guy on the edge. I mean, he, you know, was a great run defender and, you know, and um, so I, you know, I think that you, he, he will be missed. Um, but I think it showed, I think we saw in the spring and, and, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, with, with Kelly Sanders and Justin Thomas and um, you know, just on and on. I mean, I, you know, they've got so many pieces uh, on that team that I don't think it's going to be, um, I don't think he'll be, he'll, uh, they'll be able to live without him, you know, type thing. Right. Not that, and that's, that's what's great about college football. Is, <laughs> you know, you don't have – you know, you're not saying something bad about the guy that just left because you think you'll be okay, you know, because he was a tremendous player. Um, he was not the greatest pass rusher in UAB history, as some fools no. might tell you. <laughs> but but he um, but he was good. He was darn good. But, I, I you know, I just think, again, Kelly Sanders, show, you know, showed – what he's capable of and you know justin thomas and alex you know, Wright too yeah alex Wright. i mean you, you just go down and listen and i think too that what one thing that that helped jordan smith and, and has helped and we've talked about this many times is they still got those guys inside you know creating mm-hmm. pressure inside too so no i i think they'll i think they'll be fine without jordan smith um you know would it be nice if he is back for another year sure but you sure. know, but hell, maybe not really. If you think about it, maybe because, <laughs> because this gives other guys a chance, and and so um, you know, I think they'll be fine. Definitely. Well, all right. Well, another question on the defensive side of the ball: um, How does uh, Chris Mole and Dajon Turner adjust to their new roles on the defense? Now, that's a good question. That's one I really, uh, really want to watch during camp, and uh, you know, and and certainly early in the season. You know, I think. I mean, obviously, they're 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 playing positions that they're, you know, um, that they're, they've played before, you know, because I, you know, I think, I think, um, I really think, and they haven't said this, but I really think Chris Mole will definitely, you know, just go back to that star type position. Yeah. Guy John Turner, I think is, um, is, you know, he's played safety before and he can, he can do both, but you know, I think what's going to be the reason why I think it's going to be fine is, this this defensive coaching staff is so good that they're going to put those guys in positions where where where, where they're going to help. You know, I mean, where where they're going to excel. And so I, I it, it'll look at a little different than it has the last two years. What those guys are doing, um, but I I think it'll be you know, I think it'll be business as usual for both of them. Now now the one thing that that you do run into a little bit is is um, the rotation type thing because you know yeah. the one the one thing when yeah. when Mole was inside. That really he didn't really have a guy behind him that was would push him, you know, or push for playing time as much. And the same with Dijon at at, um, at the star position, even though they had a couple guys that you know played well at the star position. But those guys were so good 
that that you know you knew that that the, the the rotation was the only time they came out of the rotation was if they were tired or hurt, and um, you know or came out. So it's going to be interesting to see how you keep those guys in the game with 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 also giving you know other guys an opportunity. That to me that's that's a bigger story than than um, you know can they. W- you know, how different they'll look. Cause they're, they're, they're going to make plays wherever they are. I mean, I, I've said this before and, yeah. I, and I really believe it. You, you put Chris mole at nose guard and that sucker's going to make some plays, you know, I mean, he's, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You put him wherever he's going to make some plays. and die. turns the same way. I mean, die, turn, you put yeah. him wherever you're going to put him. They're going to make plays. So, and, and that's, and we'll see a lot of that this fall. Very well said. Well, one more question. Will the depth chart be fluid during fall camp this year? And I feel like that's oh. a definite yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I can't tell you how many times that Coach Clark, in conversations I've had with Coach Clark over the years, that how he really enjoys that in in, um, in, in fall camp, that, that he believes in, in a fluid depth chart. I mean, he, you know, yes. daily. I mean, when that things change daily. Now, the difference is this year to the past, you know, that's something he loves to live by. But in a way, it was kind of just talk because there wasn't, you know, there was there were a lot of positions that um, that you really couldn't be fluid with because because the guy, the first guy was so much better than the second guy or or even the second, second guy so much better than the third guy. But in the, in this case, the, the you know, there's not there's not a whole lot of difference between, you know, first and second and really first and third at some positions. So I think it's really going to be fluid this year. I mean, I think there, you know, there's a few places that. You know, it probably won't be that fluid. I, you know, I don't see anybody, you know, pushing Kadeem Telford and Colby Ragland and for, you know, for sure, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. as, as an example. But, um, right. but I think, no, I, I think it's one of those things that, that I guarantee you that, that Coach Clark and, and the assistants have already told their guys that, you know, hey, you're fighting for your job every day, every snap, you know, and, and it's right. going to be, it's going to change daily, you know, now, now publicly, well, yeah, I mean, not that you really talk about your depth chart publicly during during camp, but you know, publicly, no, no. you know, it's not going to be said. But you know, I guarantee you, in, in their in their meeting rooms and that type of thing, it's got to be changing. And, and again, it's because they're so they're they're so depth is so good. You know that 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 you know again, one and two are not they're not a whole lot of difference in most positions, and or really one and three in in some. So. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, it'd be fun to fun to see that. All right, Steve, we do have one final kind of bonus question that probably does need to be asked, and and, and that question is just how how much inspiration does this new protective stadium provide our guys just to grind through fall camp this year? Oh man, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you th- you think about you hear all these stories about. Um, you know, some coaches, you know, will bring an ice cream truck out in the middle of fall camp, oh, you know, yes. at the end of it, or, you know, maybe the, the year coach Clark took him to the, um, water so park, splash adventure, the, yeah. splash adventure. Yeah. And, um, you know, just different things that, that really kind of help you, you know, help you do it. And, and, you know, sometimes they'll have a cookout or whatever. I mean, to me, to me, I, I get on a bus and I drive them <laughs> over there and I look at that statement. And I think it will. And, and and you really don't even have to get on a bus. Sometimes, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. they're just going to be driving by and, and, you know, it's going to, you know, it's going to be a grind. I mean, fall camps a grind now. I mean, these guys go at it and, um, 
I think it's huge. I mean, to me, like I say, it's the ice cream truck of, um, you know, of, of this, of this team right now, you know, you just, you just take them over there and look at, uh, look at that new home. And, um, I think it'll, it'll get them through some, you know, a lot of tough times. Now it's a shame that the opener is not there. You know, uh, no, it's not be ready. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that you would have, you know, cause you really, then you could really use this motivation. But even then it, it, I just, I just think that, um, it's going to help tremendously. And I think it already has helped, helped the motivation part of it because it's, it's such a, it's such a great, I don't know. You just, you, you know, when you see that and they go over there and look at it, I, you just feel, you know, you feel wanted, you feel appreciated, you know, yes. that, that you get a new place like that. So I think it's huge. I mean, I think it'll be huge during, during fall camp and, um, and, and uh, on through the season. Agreed with you there. Well, guys, we've kept this it's just a little over 20 minutes, but thank you yeah, so much you for listening to us, as always. <laughs> and definitely want to encourage you to go back um, and listen to the uh, last two episodes we dropped prior to this one, our offensive preview and defensive special teams uh, preview episodes. Give those a listen. What we're going to do is we're going to um, give it a few days, you know, let fall camp start, um, but we'll be back with you guys soon to give you an update on how fall camp is going for our Blazers. But if you're not already – Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, wherever you get your podcast at. And also make sure you're following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash blazerpod. But on that note, guys, we'll see you next time. Go Blazers!